There's a famous saying that I'm sure all my bold American audience knows. It's that silence is golden, except when it's not. And so today, I think it's important not to be silent. It's important to share with my bold American audience exactly what's on my mind. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden. Let's get emboldened. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they do. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Let's get straight into it. I've had enough of being silent. And I I think it's important to start off today's show with talking about why we have a culture of silence. You know, we, we've heard that silence is a virtue. Many people will talk about, you know, speech is silver, but silence is golden. And when you are around other people, maybe your families have taught you, it's best just to keep silent if you have nothing nice to say. In fact, if you go into different forms of government work, you have to take different levels of clearances for top secret to make sure that you can keep silence. And as a result, people will say that silence is a form of being highly ethical. In fact, if you enter into different secret societies, and when I say that, I mean different parts of uh, Masonry, Knights of Columbus, those type of organizations, they will also tell you that silence and keeping secrets is part of being an honorable person. And we also have silence that is something that's taught within our own rights as a human right that was outlined in the Constitution. You have the right to plead the fifth, the right to remain silent, to not incriminate yourself with whatever answers that you might give. In fact, silence is so powerful that simply by using pauses in communication, Silence can become very effective. However, when should we not be silent? Have we joined into a culture of silence where we even have tried to silent certain individuals as well, when really it's unethical not to speak up anymore? That our silence is in fact deceptive of our approval in a different area because it does not allow others to have the information that is necessary for them to make an informed decision because we know what is true. So if you know something is true in your heart and you cannot give witness to what you know is true, then you are breaking my personal moral code And I also believe you're an unethical individual as well because you have a duty to speak up. And you may also recognize that when you remain silent, there's risk. But when you speak up, there's also a major risk now. We see with people being afraid to speak up because they're afraid of cancel culture. They're afraid that somebody is going to come for them and tell everybody, 
don't listen to this individual anymore. You know what that means to me? It means that your voice likely was making a difference. And you should ask yourself, if you have children, if you have family members that you talk to, that you want to have their respect, how do you see yourself going to bed a year from now, five years from now, 10, 20 years from now, if you refuse to speak up about that which you knew in your heart to be true. Now, does that mean that everybody has to listen to you when you speak up? Never at all. People can make their own informed choices. In fact, as I reveal some of the things that I'm going to talk about today, I will cite them with where you can find this information. And yet you still may have people that say, you know what? I think Greg blew this completely out of proportion. But I assure you, I know this in my heart that I did not. And I know that there is great professional risk, perhaps, in me saying some of the things that I need to say today. But I cannot stay silent anymore. Because if silence is golden, then my voice is platinum. And so it's time to speak my mind about what's going on in this upside-down world, this alternate dimension or wherever the hell we are, that seems to distort every opportunity that it can take, as well as people that deny the intrinsic evilness that is in this world. So the first truth that I need to speak up about today is I need you. If you are thinking, you know what, there's no evilness in this world, there's nobody that's really looking to cause for everybody to die in this world, there's no one that's trying to kill off society, well, may I present to you a <laughs> new study that came out on January 4th, 2024, of a study that's been going on with a COVID pangolin coronavirus in China. Now, why am I bringing up this new study? Well, it's because there are individuals that have created a uh, lab created an alternate genome for this coronavirus, GD2019 and GX2017. This is before the COVID-19 outbreak, by the way. The, the paper makes it very uh, clear that it was beforehand. But they were able to culture these in 2017 and 2020. And after they did so, what they decided to do was to change and isolate one of the proteins in here in order to make it look more like what we would see as a mutation in a general virus. And they did that by uh, doing what is called the 104 nucleotide deletion at the 3UTR. Now, what that exactly means is uh, beyond my pay grade, although I was able to read the rest of the paper to understand what they're doing, the reason they did it was they wanted to undergo a rapid adaptive mutation in cell culture in order to assess the pathogenicity in HACE2 mice, HACE2 mice. They were successful in causing disease with the GD2019-GX2017 pandolin coronavirus in both golden hamsters and haste 2 mice. 
and I got some bad news for human beings right now. These are some evil, evil, sick people. The people that did this study did this knowing that it was highly likely, they stayed in their paper, that they know that this could escape the lab. They know that what they're working on could possibly cross over to humans. And it is 100% lethal in all of the animals within six to eight days. But that's not the biggest problem with why I'm speaking truth about this right now. Because I'm sure somebody had information way back when at the Wuhan lab, and they kept their mouths silent when studies like this came out, and they knew that there were these type of studies going on. We cannot sit on our thumbs anymore. We need to start spreading the word when we find these things. And here's why. They know that this viral sequence that they put together, it is absolutely frightening to the highest degree. The reason why it's frightening is because these mice, they didn't show any typical type of symptoms you would expect with the virus. Around day five, post-infection, they started losing weight. By the seventh day, they started having their posture and sluggish movements and their eyes started turning white. And then by the eighth day, they had brain damage and this problem that was being able to happen, they found the viral RNA, pay attention to that word in a moment, the RNA, in the brain, lung, eyes, and trachea of the infected mice. But there was no, uh, very low amounts of viral RNA detected in other organs, such as the heart, liver, spleen, kidneys, tongue, stomach, and intestines. What's even crazier is in lung samples, it took them about six days post-infection to even see a high viral RNA load. This is two days before death. In the brain samples, on the third day after their infection, they were able to find viral RNA in all of the infected mice at a very high level. But then by day six, it started replicating in the brain samples, which they believe by day eight caused death every single time. 100% chance of death. And the reason for this, they felt, was it was an uh, antigen response with the cytokine storm in the brain that would shrink the neurons in the cerebral cortex. With that, they found that there was also lymph, uh, lymph nodes that were infiltrated around blood vessels, but they did not see any inflammation. Now, isn't that interesting that you wouldn't see inflammation to it? Basically, what this would be, if this crossed over to humans and had the same exact effect, you would get infected. There would be no opportunity for you to know what was going on until you, by day six, were starting to have neurological symptoms, and by day eight, you'd be dead if we could go by the same timeline as mice. Perhaps this would play out in humans in a longer scale uh, study. Perhaps if this would happen in humans, this might take months to happen. Now, think about the fact that they did this in 27 and 2020. 
think about the same area where this was done. All right. This was done over in China, another lab. Thank God it wasn't the Wuhan lab that put this study together. <laughs> that was one of the first things that I wanted to look up when I saw this all happening. I was like, please tell me we're not back in Wuhan again. And we were not. It was work that was supported by grant number 32161143027. All right. And uh, if I'm reading this properly, all right, it's a China-Mongolia project off the grant. And it looks like to me, Microsoft, because I believe it's MFST, is Microsoft's uh, logos for the NASDAQ. It looks like they might have, yes, it is, just making sure, don't want to say something out loud and give bad info. Microsoft was part of the grant. Hmm, Bill Gates. <laughs> How absolutely not shocking whatsoever. Now, the study was also uh, apparently part of the Ch Chinese People's Liberation Army done at their general hospital. They state that it complied with IACUC standards. But here's the problem. They started this in 2017. We're just finding out in 2024. Have you heard of all the people that are getting COVID that are feeling brain fog? And when they do uh, these MRIs, where they're looking at people's brain tissue, they're finding that neurons are being shrunken, that there are areas where they're seeing lesions that are typical normally of things like uh, dementia or MS. And in many other cases, they're not really able to isolate and see what's happening to be able to understand the brain fog, to be able to understand long COVID. But here's the flip side. If I know something to be true, and I don't tell my listening audience about it, then shame on me. And this is 100% factual information. I'm reading straight from the study about these mice. And anybody that's paying attention whatsoever knows that there are studies right now showing long COVID as well as mRNA, what the uh, deficits might be for individuals after being infected or artificially inseminated, I'm going to use that word, with the mRNA jabs. So if we know that the spike protein is causing an RNA response, and this study is looking at the same RNA responses and seeing how it goes to the brain, then could we be looking at very, very unethical and evil people that are looking at population control? Or I think more likely... What they are looking at is a massive bioweapon. But here's the problem. Something like this, you wouldn't want to ever get released because even the people that are working on it, there'd be no way to protect yourself from it. So my question is, why? Why are we working on things in labs that could have a 100% chance of death should it be uh, an infectious agent that gets out there? that has no cure whatsoever, because even right now, as it stands, we still have not found any coronavirus vaccines that work. Here we are in 2024. It still does not prevent infection whatsoever. It still does not prevent people from getting sick. Sure, there's people who are like, well, it kept people from being hospitalized. Did it or did it mutate along the way? And how many of those mutations were because 
people did get jabbed in the first place. Well, that's just an inconvenient thing that no one wants to talk about. But you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of people being silent about issues that they shouldn't be silent anymore about. Let me give you an example. Election interference, which 100% did happen last election. Well, if I know one thing, talking about voter fraud is kryptonite to certain individuals. Because once you start talking about it, you get people to go, oh, you're one of those election deniers. You know what? I'm not an election denier whatsoever. But I believe that there is willful ignorance from those that state that there was no voter fraud whatsoever. Because these people are willfully ignorant on several different fronts. The first front is the most uh, egregious out of all of them. When I interviewed John Paul Mac Isaac way back when he said to me that both the alphabet agencies, the president of the United States of America, the former vice president of the United States of America, Hunter Biden himself, the uh, candidates that were running for president, they all knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was a real deal thing. They knew that it had been verified. They knew that the documentation was perfectly good documentation. Despite all of that, explain to me how the Biden administration can call a favor in and be able to have 51 intelligence agents call Hunter Biden's laptop disinformation and Russian interference in the election. How? How does one get former intelligence agents to speak on your behalf and create a fraudulent document in order to maintain that that laptop never made it into public discourse? Well, that is election interference number one. People will often say, well, you know, I think that during the election, Overnight, they found more votes. Here's, here's my take on that. Every single vote that was a legitimate vote should be counted. And in the areas where chips were removed, where you could not go back and get an accurate recount, that should be absolutely transparent to the American public. But let's be honest about election interference. What I'm talking about is not on the election day. See, election interference has been going on for decades in this country, but it was egregious leading up to the 2020 election. And that is why I believe people are still supporting Donald Trump because they know that he was completely wronged. Now, how do I know that? Well, let's go to election interference number two. Let's look at the Twitter files, which I still am laughing about to this day the fact that the Twitter files were completely put out there and the mainstream media was like, meh, no big deal. James Baker, FBI agent working at the uh, at Twitter, installed there. You know, not a big deal whatsoever. Oh, working backdoor to remove conservative voices. Yeah, I, I'm just going to forget all about that. Oh, uh, running, you know, uh, point 
to make sure that Hunter Biden's laptop story from the New York Post that had been validated couldn't run? Yeah, not a big deal. If you don't acknowledge that the Twitter files were election interference at a very sophisticated level, then you yourself are a moron. You need to literally take an IQ test today. Go take one immediately. And if your IQ is under, you know, 80, stop. Stop even having an opinion on any of this. You need to read the Twitter files. Go back. December 2nd, 2022, when Matt Taibbi first puts everything out. It starts with, yes, the Hunter Biden laptop controversy, which I would say election interference number one was the 51 intelligence agencies. Election interference number two is when the FBI and all the social media companies are working together in a concerted effort to get that laptop story off all social media because they believe it could swing the election. Yeah, you're damn right it could swing the election. There's no way that Joe Biden was going to win the election if that laptop had gone out there because... What that would have shown is a link to the Ukraine Zelensky and how Zelensky was installed and where Hunter Biden was getting his money. But of course, we don't want to face that whatsoever, which also makes me think of a story that I should just talk about. Since we're talking about truth real quick, let's go back to when John Paul Mac Isaac told me that simply by talking to him, I should expect that the FBI will be listening into my phone calls, listening into my show to know what's going on. And then I might see SUVs that are following me because I'm having a conversation that is prohibited by the Biden administration and Biden. So when Gonzalo Lira is thrown in jail in the Ukraine for simply pointing out that Ihor Kalamaski had Hunter Biden's Burisma financing, the rise of Vladimir Zelensky showing that Hunter was tied to Zelensky and the Biden administration, all these individuals and Gonzalo was thrown in the jail. And then afterwards he was tortured. He became sick and the Biden administration let an American die on Ukrainian soil in a prison for simply exercising their free speech, but free speech that was a threat to our own administration. Yeah. Shame on you. Let's not keep that in silence either. But that is part of election interference number two. Lyra was exposing what the Twitter files already knew. And then we can go to election interference number three. And that is the DNC operatives. This is very, very clear to be able to see. The DNC operatives have been at this game for a long, long time. And don't, don't get me wrong. I'm sure the Republicans have done this as well. But the DNCs are particularly corrupt in the way they go about things. Let's go back to the Steele dossier. Now, it seems to me that many people on the left like to forget that the Steele dossier was proven at this point in time. It is now known the Trump-Russia dossier was a political opposition report that was compiled by Christopher Steele that was from unverified and potentially unverifiable raw intelligence reports that had no facts whatsoever and had no further investigation, but was paid for by, and this was named in the Mueller report, by the way, to make sure that everybody knew that Hillary Clinton should win the election. It was paid for by the DNC. It was paid for by people that Hillary Clinton had working for her. She knew this about this and it came out later on. 
we see that in the dossier that they allege the Trump campaign members and Russian operatives conspired to cooperate in Russia's election interference to benefit Donald Trump. Well, Mari, <laughs> that was a lie. Let's speak that back into. So was that not election interference way back when? And let's think about all the people who still believe this story years later. Maybe you know somebody. Well, if they're still denying that story, they themselves are an election denier because they're denying that election interference has been going on. Now let's go to the billionaires and their influence. People like Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg was influencing on Facebook the election by changing the algorithm on what you would see as far as positive or negative coverage in order to give a favorable result over to Joe Biden. In fact, many people say that Facebook had their hand in the entire election at the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe about $350 million, according to some reports um, from a nonprofit that was backed by Mark Zuckerberg over to uh, Congress. So federal election officials have cleared him of any wrongdoing of these grants. They said there was nothing wrong, but these are the same exact individuals that were working hand-in-hand hand with all of the social media companies way back when, the silent voices. So pardon me if I don't believe what I'm hearing, and that is speaking truth to power. And then we have the mainstream media that was colluding with party leadership and has been colluding with party leadership for a long time. I did a show a few weeks back on the debates and talk about how the networks will pay the Democrat Party and the Republican Party in order to host the debates and have a little bit of say in it. And then they control who is allowed up on the stage, who's allowed to speak. Well, that's the mainstream media colluding. But perhaps the mainstream media colluding is back right now because if you go to pages like MSNBC, you got Rachel Maddow openly saying that after Iowa, that Donald Trump's speech is not going to be heard on the network because they can't trust what Donald Trump's about to say, and therefore they refuse. They have a duty to only put the truth out there, that they need to make sure that the, what the free speech is is the proper free speech for their network. F-U-M-S-N-B-C. And the reason I'm saying that and speaking truth today on this is because, quite honestly, you did not give a dog poopy what was being said during COVID. I have clip after clip saved of Rachel Mandel and all the other shills saying that by getting your COVID jab, you could no longer get sick with COVID, that you were doing your part to end it completely, that they were going to be able to end the pandemic 100%, that it was going to be those unvaccinated people, the, the, the pandemic of the unvaccinated. What a lie you told and repeated over and over and over again. So see, the mainstream media is already starting to run a counteroffensive to Donald Trump. In Germany, there are people, uh, world leaders, that are currently meeting to say 
hey, you know what? Donald Trump might be winning in the United States here soon. This is really troubling. The WEF is having the same conversations. World leaders all around are starting to go, ooh, what if Donald Trump could be back in office? That is interference. Election interference when they are going, you know what? We're not going to respect the will of the people. We want our will. But then the biggest fraud of all, well, not of all, but one of the biggest frauds is Matt Drudge. If you haven't followed Matt Drudge over all the decades, good for you. Because this guy is uh, somebody who deserves to be uh, criticized and critiqued more than he ever has been. Because Matt Drudge is the reason you have a Donald Trump presidency in the first place. See, it was Matt Drudge that would put out the polls and get all the engagement and say how shocking it is to have this reality television star. And now Matt Drudge, all of his headlines for like the past two years are anti-Donald Trump. In fact, if you're looking at one of the headlines that he had yesterday, it was half of Republicans didn't want Trump. Is that really true? That half Republicans didn't want Trump in Iowa because he got 51% of the votes? Or is that just simply that some wanted Ron DeSantis, but if Ron DeSantis is not in the race, they're going to go Donald Trump. If Vivek Ramaswamy was not in the race, would the 7.7% go over the Donald Trump? If Nikki Haley was not in the race, would they still vote for Donald Trump? Or are these never Trumpers? Is that what Drudge is trying to say, that there are never Trumpers there? Are there a third of Republicans that would never vote for him? I don't know what the answer to that is. But Matt Drudge is the mainstream media. He might be like, oh, I'm an outsider. No, no, no. You have the most viewed political website. 21 million views just in the last 24 hours. 530 million views in the last 31 days and over 7 billion views of your page, Matt Drudge. You are part of the mainstream media. And yes, your headlines are telling a story that you yourself are election interference. And I have been calling you out about being election interference ever since you took aim at Ron Paul and erasing him from the election results because you didn't want people to know that Ron Paul won Iowa way back when. Yeah, I haven't forgotten that either. And then the sixth reason we have election interference is globalist influencers like the WEF. Yeah, that's right. They are working in the background to make sure that you do not get a say in the upcoming election, which is why I don't believe that Donald Trump will be president. There's no way with all this collusion, all this election interference that is valid election interference. And I didn't even go into I didn't go into what I uncovered over the summer by accident, right? The fact that we, our intelligence agencies, we, we saw this, Matt Taibbi, uh, Michael Schellenberger, they put this out, that there are certain uh, actors that they claim are part of the intelligence agencies. And I saw the flip side of this, that are hiring people outside this country. So that way they're not part of our laws and paying them in ways that can't be traced back to our government in order to influence our elections online. Now, that is election interference. The fact that we have people here in the United States that are selling out your best interest in order to try to have the election results they want. I mean, come on. Jeez. Do you really think that Joe Biden is the best candidate for the Democrats? Like, what is going on with this? The guy recently did a commercial with Barack Obama, and you can see all the different cuts. It's 30 seconds. He couldn't even keep his S together 
for 30 seconds in order to get it straight. Dementia Joe. <sighs> but I can't be silent because if I was silent about all these issues, then I'm complicit within my silence. Isn't that what you say on the left, right? Silence equals being complicit in all of it. So I'm speaking out. Will you? Maybe you heard something today and you're like, well, I disagree with it. Well, by the way, let me tell you another thing that is something that is truth that I'm tired of not talking about anymore and I'm not going to be silent about it anymore. I'm not giving in to the gender identity conversations and allowing somebody to tell me that a man can become pregnant. Bull. Men cannot become pregnant. You want to go there? We can go there someday in a conversation. But I'm not going to just not have a voice in these areas anymore in order to keep people liking me. I don't need you to like me. I need at the end of the day that all the hours that I put into this, that somebody says, you know what, Greg Bolden, that guy did a great job researching, putting words out there to individuals for information. And through doing that, he served a good purpose in his show. And so that way, at the end of the day, when I'm long gone, people can say to my kids that I cared and that I stood up for what was right. I didn't give in to the crowds of individuals that would shout me down because that would be unethical of me. I'm done with it. And now I have another doctor who just messaged me recently. It was like, there's no such thing as turbo cancer. Well, guess what, Sherlock? You're absolutely correct. There is no terminology known in the oncology world as turbo cancer. However, you may want to start reading the papers that are out there before you start saying to me that my guests are wrong, because I can assure you that there are papers on that as well. See, there is a such thing as turbo cancer, just not the terminology that you would expect. You can simply go to a September paper back in 2023 that's published on PubMed that's talking about Bell's palsy or an aggressive infiltrating basaloid carcinoma post mRNA vaccination for COVID-19, a case report and review of literature. That article is free for everybody to read. The PMID, if you'd like to write this down and go find it yourself, 37927346. So all these doctors, I'm putting in quotes that are out there that have an opinion on this, leave it to the experts because you're only confusing people right now. And I'll tell you, doctors may turn into being the next lawyers as far as who's respected if they don't start thinking for themselves and start reading the papers instead of just spitting out something to counter what they disagree with without actually doing any research at all. So what are you going to speak up about this week? What are you going to stop being silent about? Maybe it's election interference. Maybe it's something going on in your life, but I encourage you for what is ethical and what is moral, that if you know something in your heart, whether it's maybe it's your religion, I don't know, but maybe it's your conviction there, start speaking up. Your silence is unethical. If you know it in your heart and other people need to know it, speak up. Be bold, Americans. All right, everybody, hope I honored your time. Well, I'll be back on Friday with the weekly recap with Michaels. Also find additional content on the Patreon page, patreon.com, America Emboldened. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden. Be bold, America.